Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Productive Flow. I have Casey Rossi here with us today, and I'm really excited about this conversation that we're going to be having. She is absolutely phenomenal and a woman after my own heart <laughs> with a lot of the topics. So I think uh, you guys are really in for a treat today. So Casey, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate being here. I'm excited for our conversation. I'm excited that we have quite a few commonalities. So I think it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome for the listeners to, uh, to to have this combo. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Casey, why don't you just jump in and start talking, tell us about yourself and what you do. And um, we'll take it from there. Awesome. So I'm a business and leadership coach, and I help high-performing CEOs and teams really improve their performance, their productivity, and their profits. And I do this in a way that's really through a holistic lens because I'm very passionate about you know, living a life that we choose. Many times we can architect something that in the end almost turns into this monster that we created. And I've had experience Mm. with that. I've been an entrepreneur for 31 years and I've had experience in everything from manufacturing to boutique aromatherapy to a chocolate manufacturing company to now coaching individuals and teams. So I've really seen the toll that it can take, not only on my own physical health, I had adrenal fatigue and burnout for many years when I had my seven-figure chocolate um, manufacturing operation, and also on the clients that I help where they're still subscribing to this old paradigm of hustle and grind and, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing that they truly want, but there's this fear that everyone else is still doing it. So if they don't do it, they're going to be left behind. And so I'm really all about change agents, being courageous and taking that first step and then modeling it so people can be like, you know what, it's it's time for a change and maybe I need to be the one to spearhead that change. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because I, I do see a lot of that same thing that you're talking about. And it is this feeling of kind of being left behind or left out or like there it's like a FOMO, right? And, and like, yeah, (laughs) we have to be able to keep up with this pace that's been set. But, um, it's interesting because I, you know, I've learned, I've worked with a lot of people overseas as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I thought was interesting when I first started doing that was when people would say, I would, I, I remember it being February and I was trying to get a hold of people and I couldn't get a hold of anybody, like nobody, like their entire teams were like not responding to me. And finally one person did. And they're like, why are you like contacting everybody? And I'm like, oh, we're working, right? I'm confused. And they're like, it's February. And I'm like, and? And they said, and we're all skiing. It's February. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that was a thing. And they're like, that's because you're American. It's okay. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, I think for many um, solopreneurs, especially like even holidays, Mm -hmm. 
there's this little bit of underlying guilt of like, I should be attending yes. to my inbox. Yes. Yes. And you know, it, it's funny because, you know, I come from the real estate industry and that's kind of where I, I got started as an entrepreneur. And in the real estate industry, so many people, not me, but a lot of people that come from real estate are coming from a, a corporate type of job. And then they, they move into real estate as like, this is my dream career. And so what happens is they're in this space of thinking, well, I have to work Monday through Friday, nine to six, right? And then what happens is that they're like, well, yes, but I also have to work weekends and I also have to work evenings because that's when my clients are available. And they just burn themselves out completely because yeah. they have no boundaries around their time and they don't have a concept of what they have no plan in place for pleasing themselves. It's yes. always about pleasing the client showing up when they're supposed to earning the money that they want to earn, but they don't have a, any goals or plans set around how they want their life to look. That's so dead on. And I feel like for me, my passion is really helping clients understand and cultivate holistic wealth because it's mm -hmm. so far beyond just one piece of the puzzle of that financial quadrant. And it really yeah. is that physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, and then collective, right? Who who are in um, our world, like our relationships? And then really, when we look at it connective-wise worldwide, like what ripple effect do we want to leave? What kind of legacy do we want to leave? Or just social responsibility in general? Mm -hmm. So that's the lens that I, you know, kind of aim to live my own life, but also help clients with is see that full picture because I think we can get very myopic in our thinking and lose perspective mm -hmm. of true happiness. And like for me, I turned 50 this year and I think I'm more motivated than ever to architect that life, you know, so not mm -hmm. another 20 years doesn't go by. And I'm like, wait, did I do the things I wanted to do? Do I have any yeah. regrets? Did I leave a mark? You yeah. know, so uh, yeah, I just feel like now is the time on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, we are, we are in a paradigm shift. We are seeing things, things change. And this, this is, I, I feel like, you know, everything that has happened over the last couple of years of COVID and shutdown and everything going virtual. And all, I mean, it certainly was a catalyst, but yeah. um, I, this, this was already in place. This was this, this paradigm shift was already happening prior to that. And it's interesting because you know, I mean, when I look at everything that is shifting, it seems like, you know, things are changing, like in the school systems, things are changing in what people choose to do when they finish high school, and looking at college or how they educate themselves in self education, home education, um, you know, what jobs they choose to go into versus going in and creating their own thing. And we're finding a lot of things are just changing. Yeah. And it we're it it's like this this needs to happen because we are burnt out. We mm -hmm. are tired. We're overworked. And you know, if you look at what's happened like like say since the fifties, right? Mm -hmm. That it's like the whole world has gone through this process where we went from 
The husband went to work, the wife stayed home and took care of the kids. And then all of a sudden, then we move into, well, now they're both working and the kids are kind of taking care of themselves. And you and I are right around the same age. So it, we grew up being left alone for the most oh, part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, us Gen Xers, right? So we were left alone and kind of like, oh, okay, well, we're going to work. So see ya, you guys raised yourselves. Good luck and with that. then we did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then And then now we saw something different with our own kids, right? Yeah, and definitely. so... It's um, seeing how, you know, you and I have have similar levels of entrepreneurial experience. I started in real estate 27 years ago um, and almost 28 years now. (laughs) A long time. And, And I've been coaching for 20 years, you know, so my kids grew up where I was always self-employed. They never saw me as anything other than self-employed. And so I see like the process that they've gone through growing up where they always had me at home, but I was always working and they were homeschooled. And so there was this, this difference in, and how we were raised, right. Left alone to our own devices as to how kids are being raised. Now it's like, I look at my, my 19 year old daughter and she's, she's now in going into her second year of being independent, living on her own, um, bought her own car, does her own thing, has her own dog, her own cat, like living her own life. And she's 19 and she's already a year into this, you know, and automatically was like, Nope, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to get a health coaching certification. I'm going to sign up with doTERRA. I'm going <laughs> to, she's like, yeah, they're so all these different things for herself. They don't overthink it. Like, I know this is a generalization, mm-hmm. but I feel like from what I've experienced and seen yeah, of our generation, like we can overthink things. We can get into that mm-hmm. analysis paralysis, spreadsheet the thing to yes. death, you know, try to narrow our niche for two years. The younger mm-hmm. generation, my niece is in that same wheelhouse as your daughter, mm-hmm. and she's just so clear and confident. And there's like no fear. Yes. And it's like, you do you I'll do me and it's like so different and I'm just like wow that is awesome yeah and then we were talking earlier about people just deciding to move and I'm seeing that really Mm -hmm. as well with associates and clients where they're just like you know what I think my husband and I are going to Costa Rica and this just happened with an associate of mine I'm like have you ever been there nope you know and it's just I think (laughs) the rules are changing which is good and I think to your point of the shift post-pandemic definitely brought things that were already under the surface to the surface. It's like you're invited to take action on it. And I think we're just all trying to feel a little bit better. You know, we're just trying to feel better physically and emotionally and go after the happiness that, you know, is dangled in front of us and all the marketing pieces where you're like, wow, looking through Instagram, this person looks amazing on a beach with a Mai Tai, you know, like, what do I have to do in my life to get that? So it's, it's really, yeah. So that, that's a really good point. Okay. So I want to, I want to really emphasize that because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, they're listening to this and they're saying, yes, like that sounds amazing. How do I do that? How do I shift from this space of being so worried and so focused on, I have to do, 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 go, go, go. And um, show up, show up, show up. And instead of just saying, okay, now I can just kind of let go. I can architect, architect, 
that's not the right word. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can put together this, this life that I want to lead. And, and it's going to feel good for me. Like not everybody wants the Mai Tai on the beach, right? Like that's, that's some people's company, but not everybody, but it saying, this is the life that I want to have. So how do they transition? What's your advice for them on how would they transition from so, going from that space of burnout to coming into a space of really having that life that they want to have? Yeah, it's a layered answer. And I think that when mm-hmm. someone is already in burnout, that um, to me, the only solution is to rest and pull back. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they hear that, myself included, when I experience that, there's like, well, you don't know my life and I have to, and I'm the only doer and I'm the breadwinner and all these excuses flood in mm-hmm. of why you can't pull back and why you don't want to rest. And it took me quite a while to face my burnout. I wore it as a badge. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so mm-hmm. when I would get blood results that I had adrenal fatigue, I was like, oh, I'm working hard. And this proves it. Like it took mm-hmm. me quite a while to circle back and go, okay, actually, I do need to pay attention to this. And mm-hmm. even though it's something that we fight against, there is some underlying payback that most of us are receiving from over delivering, overworking, overcompensating, and people pleasing. When we're mm-hmm. in that line and we're getting those like dopamine hits from making people happy or feeling superior in some way that we like, you know, went through our to-do list, like lickety split, it there needs to be some self-grace and some permission to have white space on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And I had high anxiety to try to like do that and minimize my calendar. It was like every space I used to plug in and program it almost like I was a robot. So I would say that the very first thing is once you have that awareness, it is connecting to the desire of what your outcome is. So what do you really Mm -hmm. want? Like paint that picture, make it like really vivid and clear. And if you, if you're so burned out, you may not even have that creativity and that's okay. So don't push yourself because you're just going to stress yourself to relax in order to manifest that dream state. And so that's when you really need to kind of go more into hibernation or cocoon phase as much as possible. And I think for, you know, high achievers, they need things to be logical. This was my experience as well. And so understanding the Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule, you can Mm -hmm. then go through with that lens and look at your day, look at your calendar, look at your financials and ask yourself, where is the bulk of my return of investment coming? Like, who are my VIP clients? What do I still have a shred of enthusiasm um, left for? And just start kind of like getting this visual together of what that is, both metric-wise and passion-wise. Like, where do you feel some level of expansion? And start Mm -hmm. whittling down and making those decisions. That's really step one is kind of, getting your schedule more manageable because you can't really go from a burned out state to my tie on the beach or cold brew in the mountains or whatever your destination is Mm -hmm. um, without going through those layered steps. And I think that that's where some of the, you know, forget it mentality comes in because we are programmed now for instant gratification more than ever. And we are in this process of, you know, just wanting that quick fix. And once you're burned out, they're really, in in my experiences, there is not a quick fix because it took you a while to get that hole. 
And so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to build yourself back up and build your reserves back up. So I think that that's really the beginning piece, Angela. And then once Mm -hmm. you can kind of move out of that, and it may be one month for you, it may be six months. I mean, it just depends on your nervous system and how far you've ignored the the red flags, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And like I said, mine was a couple year journey. Um, Then you can really start connecting with your deep why. Like, what do you really love? What are you passionate about? You know, where do you see yourself? Like, what kind of imprint that do you want to leave or legacy for your children? And I think Mm -hmm. that that kind of helps you craft and dovetail that end piece. Because if we don't have that like enthusiasm, we're not, we're never going to get like momentum, there won't be sustainable motivation to get to the thing. So Mm -hmm. I think that that those are a few kind of um, beginning steps to the process of, of getting the dream. And like I said, it's, it's not a a quick thing, but um, something we can definitely chip away at. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's, that's so, so important because I think, you know, sometimes people come into it and they're like, okay, yeah, so I have this, I have this problem and they just want to kind of like skip over the hard part, like just go to the Mai Tai on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. So tell me how I can fast forward this. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I tried to do the exact same thing because we all have these things of like, I'm going to find the shortcut, especially if you're Mm -hmm. into being a producer, you know, and you you get yeah. some kind of benefit from being the taskmaster, even even to your mm-hmm. own self. And I tried to do that. And I ended up being able to craft my schedule in a way that I could go to Hawaii four to five weeks a year. And I was mm-hmm. living the laptop lifestyle. And I was like, this is awesome. And it got to the point that even my time in Hawaii, because of the time change and my schedule mm-hmm. and still old patterns, I was getting migraines. I was having to wake up at four in the morning and really kind of cram and jam my schedule so I could meet Mm -hmm. all the demands of my thing. So you can physically be at where you feel your dream destination is and Hawaii's mine. That's my happy place. But if you skipped the work, if you have just, you know, leapfrogged over the roots of why you cram your Mm -hmm. schedule and all of those things, it, it won't work. (laughs) Trust me. I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) You're going to cause more pain for yourself and spend a lot Mm -hmm. of money in the process. A hundred percent. Yeah. So tell me about the work that you do. How does it feed into this and how do you, how do you support people? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I primarily work with women solopreneurs, but really basically any CEO, Mm -hmm. any high achiever that is looking for more of that balance is looking for things that are holding them back from kind of meeting their their highest potential. Um, usually they're intellectual. I tend to work with holistic providers. So clinical nurses, psychotherapists, aromatherapists. Um, that's kind of been the, the niche that has naturally mm-hmm. um, gravitated to me and my style. And so depending on the client, like nothing is cookie cutter. You know, we really mm-hmm. start looking at what, what is the mission? What are the visions that you hold? Like what life do you want to architect? And then Mm -hmm. kind of reverse engineer and look at the building blocks. And a lot of times the building blocks are mental, you know, it's really our Mm -hmm. mindset or it's emotional intelligence in many ways that kind of keep us from going to that next level. So my particular method is called the soul print method. And we Mm -hmm. work with mindset and emotional intelligence to really 
define like our alignment, you know, what is going to craft it as unique as our fingerprint. That's very Mm -hmm. unique for your soul and your destiny. Mm -hmm. So you feel like your work is worship, you know, so it really is that like, you're not subscribing to anybody else's blueprint. Mm -hmm. It's your own. Yeah. Um, so that's really what we go through. And, you know, whether we use neuro-linguistic programming to dissolve those limiting beliefs, that's one tool. Mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of different tools that we work through in our coaching engagement, but it's really trying to understand and uncover what's holding you back, because I believe that our souls are true and perfect in their own essence. And so it's really mm-hmm. what muck do we have to peel back? Most of the time, it's not adding anything. It's just, it's clearing the way so we can actually see yeah. what that vision is that we're trying to paint. So that's usually mm-hmm. a relief for people. It's like, okay, I don't have to add like a million modules to my setup in order to be successful. I think it's really like um, refining and going back to that 80-20 rule that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan. You talked and touched on boundaries earlier. And I think that... Mm-hmm. Really defining your life and your schedule through that lens of boundaries. What are healthy mm-hmm. boundaries? Where do I bring in my self-care? Um, what's getting in the way if you're having a hard time saying no? Mm-hmm. That's hindering you from, you know, overloading your schedule. Like yeah. I think all the things that we're talking about, it's really just an opportunity to have that one-on-one relationship. So there can be that accountability piece. And also one of my mentors used to say, you know, we can't see the spinach in our own teeth. So even though you <laughs> can be a coach, you may have, you know, done deep dives in personal development. Like, yeah, you do need that reflector, mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, ask hundred percent, keep your feet to the fire. <laughs> Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. And it it is really important, and I think a lot of people don't realize that coaches have coaches. Oh, absolutely. yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah. We probably have more coaches than most people do. <laughs> like I got a coach true. for everything. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you believe in it. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't hire a coach that didn't have a coach because I feel like in integrity yeah. to walk your talk. Like mm-hmm. if you believe in the power of what you do, then of course you would have a coach as a coach. That's just my personal opinion. It's Absolutely. ever since I got in the industry, I had my own coach and I feel like um, I feel you can just get really mushy without it because we can be our mm-hmm. own worst enemies and fall into some complacency. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, to me, it's um, it's an essential. Yeah, no, I could not agree with you more. <laughs> it's just so important, so important. Okay, great. So now, tell me about how people um, can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about you. And, um, you know, really be able to um, get in the zone with your work because there's, there's so many, there's so many people out there that are looking to make this transition. And I think COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, I mean, it's just like, look what happened in the real estate market. 
and how people were all of a sudden like, wait, I don't want to live in the city anymore. <laughs> I'm going to move out here to the country and have this big house. And it, they're, they're moving into a relaxing lifestyle. I had a friend of mine that went from condo in LA to literally buying a farm <laughs> and like is out there on Facebook now with the overalls and the chickens and the goats. And I mean, there, I live in upstate New York so and, awesome. and we have like mm-hmm. 12 to 1500 people in our town and well, just yeah. the real estate market blasted off because people weren't waiting until they were 65 or 70 yeah. moved to the mm-hmm. destination that was going to fulfill their soul. Exactly. So now there's hardly any parcels in town. You know, everyone's gobbled them up over the last two years, but yeah, I think it's great. I think we needed that impetus and permission or nudge mm-hmm. slash kick in the butt to yeah. do what we want to do without those um, fear mongers, you know, in, in our own mind. Yeah. So um, I would say that your listeners, since they're already listening, um, can find my podcast, which is called Women Developing Brilliance, The Spirit of Business. Mm -hmm. Um, We have over 200 episodes and we go through things of visibility, leadership, competence building, Mm -hmm. vibration. Uh, So a lot of the topics that we've touched on here, so Mm -hmm. they can find that wherever they listen to podcasts. And then really my website, kcrossi.com has um, anything that they'd want to dive in and learn a little bit more about me and the work and how they can bring the soul method in, um, soul print method into their life and business. That's awesome. And we'll be sure to put those into the show notes for you guys. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this on YouTube, be sure that you do check out the show notes so that you can see that um, and and learn more about what Casey is offering for you guys. Um, I do want to touch on... Uh, this that the method that you're using because you talked about having like the soul print right mm-hmm. am I saying that right soul print yes, soul print yep okay like perfect but soul print you got it yes I love 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 that and I want to hear more about how that system operates because I think that is um it's really unique and it is something that people really want to really have a good understanding of because I think it, it, you know, like for instance, a lot of my clients will say, um, you know, I, I want to go out and do this thing, but I feel like so many other people are already doing it. And how could I come out and show it or do it something better? I literally heard that from my son yesterday. Wow. Like, well, why should I do this? You know, like all these other people are already doing it and they've been doing it longer. So they're always going to be better than me. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Like you have a unique lens, your unique filter that it doesn't matter how many other people are doing it. No one's going to do it quite like you do because it's all the information feeds through your filter, through your experience and then comes out and it's unique to you, you know? So even though like you and I do similar work, Mine is the productive flow method and you have the soul print method and it becomes two separate things, right? Yeah, that are unique to us. And so, yeah, so I think that that's, that's really interesting. And I want to really hone in on that because it is something that I think affects a lot of entrepreneurs is the imposter syndrome and feeling like there's other people out there who are doing it that are always going to be better somehow. And that they can't show up and do the thing they really feel led to do because it won't be good enough. 
Yeah, that's, oh, I love this question so much. And Angela, I think the answer you gave your son is just beautiful. I love the way that you frame that. And it's so very true. And I think that, you know, we often overlook or maybe aren't even aware of our own brilliance. And so I think the first step is really to discover it again or uncover Mm -hmm. that brilliance that is inside of you and then realize, just like you said, all the layers of your life experience and who you are and your heart and Mm -hmm. everything that you've been through actually changes that outcome. You could take a hundred people and put them in the exact same framework and you would have a very different experience and results of that. So Mm -hmm. um, I do feel that we attract the people that we're meant to work with. I I am a firm believer that our vibe, our vibration attracts our tribe Mm -hmm. who wants to be in our Mm -hmm. sphere. And everyone has a different flavor. Like someone's going to resonate with you in a very specific way. And someone's going to resonate with me in a very specific way. And I think that for listeners that have that imposter syndrome, I think that one of the biggest things that keep us there is thinking that we are going to please everyone or getting so Mm -hmm. personally hurt. Mm -hmm. A comment um, is made on social media or you have no comments and you thought you put out your really best work. Um, I think Mm -hmm. we just have to step back and get perspective on that. And that's where being in alignment and doing something that is fueled by your mission really helps. It's not like butterflies and rainbows all the time. You're still human. You're still going to get hurt feelings. Like there's still going to be issues where you're like, holy smokes, one, I can't believe I even said Mm -hmm. that. Or two, I can't believe they even said that. Like Mm -hmm. there's still going to be the reality of things. But um, I think perspective and alignment really help you swallow the bitter pills and keep you going. So I think it's um, two different things. But to your point of the actual, your question was, how does the process operate? And I love the Mm -hmm. terms that you used because- the soul print method is truly about your uniqueness. It's truly about understanding mm-hmm. how you, the human body, Angela, how do you process? You know, mm-hmm. how do you formulate things? And a lot of that is understanding your mindset and your programming. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're going to be moving towards a challenge or maybe you back away from that challenge. Like there's so many different layers of how we approach our life and we bring ourselves with us wherever we go. So those strategies that we have adopted, whether they're coping mechanisms or successful strategies that has, have brought us results in the past, we repeat those. And our mm-hmm. brain just loves comfort, safety, repetition. And so that works awesome when it's serving us. But many times we have these unconscious beliefs and patterns and strategies that are kind of running our operating system that are keeping us stuck or repeating those automatic negative thoughts on a daily basis. I think it's been said that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and majority of those are repetitive and negative. So they're called ants, automatic Mm -hmm. negative thoughts. So in that, it's really about being more mindful, being aware, using um, in the soul print method, using um, mindset techniques that really Mm -hmm. help peel back and rewire your brain. So that's kind of a part of it. Again, everything that I subscribe to and help my clients with is holistic. So to me, it would be um, kind of a shortcoming to stop right there at mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel the emotional intelligence piece 
absolutely balances it out so we can be more mm-hmm. connected to our own self-awareness, empathy and interpersonal relationships, have more of a stress tolerance so we can make better decisions and really look at those um, social responsibility pieces. That goes back to that holistic piece of the puzzle where we're looking at collective Mm -hmm. and connective wealth. And so to me, that really makes a very balanced piece, but at the heart of it all is your soul. So it's kind of like your mind space, your heart space, and then your, your soul. And when you have those three things connected, to me, that's how you can get alignment. And prior to that, I, for many years, stayed in my mind space. And that served me. And I intellectualized everything until I got to a point where it wasn't working anymore. And I was like, what's this disconnect? You know, I'm learning all the things. I'm getting one certification after another. Like I can mentally piece it all together, but I'm not happy. And I think when I realized the embodiment piece where I was really cutting off from the neck down and living Mm -hmm. in my mind and overthinking and um, really chasing my tail, I was like, oh, I'm missing this whole body-centric piece, this whole spirituality piece. And to Mm -hmm. me, like when those three things come together, it's like, you know, the pieces of the puzzle click in. And to your point, like, I feel like that's where productivity and flow and ease would happen Mm -hmm. when the mind, the heart and the soul are in alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So how do you, how do you help people or, or I guess I should say, do you help people come up with that specific um, method that that works for them? Or are you helping them go into that space of alignment so that they can find it themselves? Yeah, it's actually both. Um, it's really okay, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's both. It's a discovery process. But I think, um, you know, I don't know is a really popular question when they're in space and territory that's new. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, yeah. what's the answer supposed to be, yeah. right? So I think there has to be gentle guidance, but I think the most powerful mm-hmm. is when you have sacred space that it, you allow the individual to just feel, feel in their body mm-hmm. and, and listen to their intuition and have their gut wisdom bubble up the answer that's right for them. Because I think there's far too many programs that are selling module one, two, three, do these 57. Oh, yeah build the funnel, Mm -hmm. do the this. And you have people spending thousands and thousands of dollars and hours following these plans. And I'm not dissing plans. I mean, I've had my Mm -hmm. online courses in the past as well. I think framework and blueprints have their own place. And I think you do need building blocks, but this is Mm -hmm. kind of the next level that I'm talking about. Like once you get like best business practices and you have the fundamental building blocks um, down to get to that next level. We're talking now about integration. We're talking about embodied wisdom. Um, and I think that that's truly where fulfillment is. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm very passionate yeah. about it. And yeah, it's, it's I love a it. process. Yeah. And you know, it's something that you you said right there, embodied wisdom. And you would, you'd, you'd touched before on our nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important because a lot of times we, when we're thinking about what we want and what we want to build there, I, this is why I'm so glad that you're handling both sides of that. Yeah. Um, because you can get into a space where you're like, okay, this is what I want to build, right? This is the lifestyle I want to have. 
And then you start to move into it and your body comes up with resistance. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, like, this is what I want. Why is my body freaking out right now? And it's like your nervous system is like, <laughs> going, nope, <Yeah. laughs> not okay yet. You have some stuff to clear through first. And I found that there is a lot of, there is a disconnect between sometimes what we feel and think we're ready for and what our body and nervous system are ready for. And there's a conflict sometimes. And I've found, and you can tell me if you're finding the same thing, but I found a lot of it relates to what we are willing to allow into our lives based on our fears that are on the other side of it. So you can say like, I think this is the lifestyle I want, right? I want the Mai Tai on the beach. But then when you start to go towards the Mai Tai on the beach, your body's like, whoa, if we get Mai Tai on the beach, then something bad's going to happen because yes. you can't possibly be happy. Such a juicy our- topic. <laughs> I, love that you brought this up. I love that you brought this up, Angela. It is such a great topic. And I think that the first delineation that I want to make is... Is it truly a nervous system reaction that's like giving you Mm -hmm. red flags for burnout? Or is it like something where you're bumping up against a self-imposed glass ceiling or you're pushing Mm -hmm. up against an upper limit that is trying to somehow like bring up this fear? And, you know, they have said that fear is excitement without the breath. And so that was what was coming up when you were mentioning that it's like, is it really fear? Or if you truly Mm -hmm. breathed into it and like really stayed in this moment, not 10 Mm -hmm. moments ahead and not living in the past, but like right here, Mm -hmm. how does it feel to you? And I think that every time we come up against those upper limits, it's an opportunity Mm -hmm. for growth. And um, I haven't met anyone or experienced like this clear, smooth sailings to success without those roadblocks of like, holy shit Mm -hmm. moments. Like I got... <laughs> I gotta like peel back again. Like here we go again. Like every yeah. pivot I've ever had, there's been like you know, it's almost been like Groundhog Day. Like oh man, we're not yeah. done with this yet. Like, yeah, you're like I dealt with this already. Why does it keep showing up? hundred <laughs> percent. It's like here it is again. And uh, so yeah, so I think it's that dance. It's that it's um, being comfortable with the power that you have within you simultaneously with regulating your nervous system. And that takes Mm -hmm. some inner work. And to me, meditation has been the number one tool to help me bring those two sides together. I've been meditating every day since 1990. I don't Mm -hmm. know who I would be without it. And so that integration to me is that opportunity to, you know, get clarity, you know, where, where is this Mm -hmm. desire really coming from? Is it coming from my mind? Is it from my heart? And then that true physiological down regulation of my nervous system with that one pointed focus. So mm-hmm. that's been super, super yeah. helpful. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, the meditation piece is, is so, so important. Um, I, I, for me personally, what I do is the meditation in combination sometimes with some energy work and energy healing um, makes a huge difference just for me because I feel like there's so many like, old stories and things like this that are coming up that are getting stuck and trapped in different parts of my body. And I've started working with different types of energy healers to help me 
work through those things and it just tremendous difference. Um, and then I started like, okay, like even with my clients say, okay, like this is something that needs, like, I feel like there's some energy work here. And like, I send them off. (laughs) (laughs) Go get that looked at. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, and that, that's been a really big help, but yeah, I did want to make sure that we we touched on that because you did talk about the nervous system and body wisdom. And and um, I think it's important that people have realistic expectations going into that process and realize that there is no like straight path to success and that your body is going to resist, your mind is going to resist and things are going to start to come up. But those are all opportunities for growth and expansion and it allows you to, Sometimes you you find that the thing that you thought you wanted, you come to a point through that growth process where you're like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. My mind thought I should want that. But what I really want is this. And yeah. then you're so much closer to it. And that, oh, so I love beautiful. having a game plan. And, and like, if you're in that mm-hmm. proactive space where it's like, it's not if obstacles are going to happen along this path, but when. Yeah. So you have this anticipation, not that you're being cynical or waiting for the other shoe to drop, Mm -hmm. but you're just being realistic in the line that um, Mm -hmm. there's ups and downs. So when I'm in that down space, how do I want to handle it? What are some of my tools to help me ground Mm -hmm. and balance? Uh, And I think checking in with yourself again of like, is this the dream I really want? Because you can get in the weeds. You can get so stuck in your inbox mm-hmm. and to-do list that you never even analyze your own wishes anymore. Yeah. You're kind of like, well, yeah. how, how did this happen? I'm working 80 hours. I'm getting migraines every, <laughs> every week. Like, wait, and I built this. So I think it's good to check in. Yeah. Like, how is it feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's a daily check-in or a weekly check-in, like depending on how you're wired, I yeah. think that also helps us um, be our optimal selves. And part 100%. of it, is giving yourself permission to switch. Because if you are addicted Mm -hmm. to perfectionism, you're stubborn to the plan. Like you don't want to change the Mm -hmm. thing because you inked it. And so like, you're going to be a loser if you don't stick with your commitments. And so I feel like part of this flow and and embodiment and integration that we're talking about is grace and is permission, like permission to be human, permission to change your mind, permission Mm -hmm. to say no, um, yeah. and yeah, it's just a much softer place to live. Yeah, it is. I love that. All right. Well, with that, I want to be mindful of your time. So, um, everybody please go and check out Casey's website, caseyrossi.com. That's R O S S I. And then your podcast again, say the name so they can make sure that they put it on their Spotify or iTunes and like save that and subscribe and thank you. It's wonderful ratings. (laughs) Thank you. It's winning, developing brilliance, the spirit of business. And then also I have a free three part video series called know thyself and lead goes a little bit deeper. Love that practices and they can get that at um initials kcrossi.com slash lead and that really gives you some practical tools it's not just me talking at mm-hmm. you but you actually can do some workbook style things to kind of get to that sweet awesome. spot and yeah and from there that's awesome well casey thank you so much for being here today on productive flow and thank you for everything you shared with us it's been an amazing conversation I really and i just Thank you. Yeah, this has been awesome. So thank you guys so much. And thank you for listening. Um, Be sure to go to um, 
AngelaKristenTaylor.com. Sorry, I had to think about my website there for a minute. AngelaKristenTaylor.com. And uh, go ahead and book your productivity breakthrough session. And um, thanks guys for listening. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.